I mean, Personally. I haven't even played the other spirits. I think he's S tier. Whoa! He just seems so You're good. wrong. <laughs> he just he's seems... allowed to have an opinion. I'm just kidding. It's he's an opinion. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
my Fractured Days game mm, when I played yes. with the friend who was you playing with, with Earth. Fractured Days. Yeah, so. <laughs> the Time God. Oh, the time Lord. What so. a combo. Vital Strength of the Earth and Fractured Days. Oh, it's Day. a great combo. It was a wombo combo of awesomeness. It like, was. Copying things and reclaiming. Oh, my word. And the only detriment is I know you have your rule where you played them all on your hype list. Mm-hmm. As a new player playing with Fractured Days, I had no idea what you were doing. Yeah. What? None. You there couldn't was... put a pause in the, there was one... in the hype list and do River? <laughs> no mercy. Well, it was, it was a lot of fun. The only problem is, so I was new. I had no idea what you did. Yeah. I couldn't synergize with you at all. Right, an understanding and understanding. Like, yeah. I'd be like, what are you doing over there? And you're like, oh, I just spent three times to do this five times. Like, oh, can I do that? No, you just fool. <laughs> smile and wave, boys. Yeah. Smile and wave. No, I distinctly remember. There was one of the, maybe the turn we won. I can't remember. Um, it was a crazy one where I did about, call to bloodshed and call to migrate mm, at the same time. Yeah, I basically sat there for 20 minutes like, I'm going to play Rituals of Destruction. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, can you make that fast? You're like, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. That's what I'm going to do. And then like 20 minutes later, you're like, all right, I just moved all these and did 18 damage. Oh, and we win. I was, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> I have no idea what just happened. Yeah, Fractured awesome. Days is, uh, that is a doozy, mm. a bonafide doozy of a spirit, oh, <laughs> to be sure. Like, I looked at my board, and I looked at your board, and then some smoke started coming out of my ears, and I'm like, I'm just yeah. going to keep looking at my board for the rest of the game. <laughs> looking at your rock guy. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to gain more energy. I'm going to gain more card play. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just wait until you get to Starlight. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I looked up that board. Too, and even it's now crazy. That I've played it, it's like, oh my word! They're bored. Everything, oh, everything, everything, whatever you want that spirit to be. Really yep, cool. It can be anything, which is dope. Really cool. I'm gonna stick to the base game for now. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Probably not a bad idea. That's yeah. what I did. <laughs> I saw that comment. I think it was like on Facebook or Reddit or something. Like, should I buy all the expansions at once? Yes. Someone asked that, and I was like, If you can, go for it. Sure. As far as but like base has a lot. Base has a lot. I mean, heck, we've been playing the base for three years, and we're right. still talking yeah, about I it. I was impressed with the variety of spirits you get and just the oh my word there's a ton like i'm having fun just playing bass without anything yeah seriously so far i've only played bass with easy spirits oh yeah okay. the low complexity so there's so much stuff i can add to it i know dude when a game is replayable that is like one of the biggest pluses for me with oh, a game absolutely. and i've talked about that before if a game is thematic asymmetric co-op and replayable oh my goodness it it's checks, one of those checks all the boxes how do you feel I about know. co-op i love co-op oh. games oh i love co-op yeah i just got kingdom rush finally came in from hey there you go and i love a game i can actually get some pretty good reviews yeah it, it's really fun but my whole point is i love a game where everybody can look at the board and be like there's a solution here if we find it mm-hmm. if we put the cards in the right order we can win i like right. how you're saying we because some cooperative games i can do this i can find the solution Y'all yeah that's, that's, that's no ride. good at all it's no yeah good. the pros and cons of various kinds of games in co-op the pro is being able to share rules knowledge being able to help someone with oh let me look at your hand if you don't understand what card you're playing you can do that in a Mm -hmm. co-op game but one of the cons is the avenue for alpha gaming to arrive now i will say i do think like we've mentioned before
sure that Spirit Island is uniquely equipped to counter alpha gaming for a lot of reasons. But another thing though is I think some games are really, really simple, which is fine. Like your really low complexity, fun for everyone kind of like games. A party game? Yep. Like for instance, like I can think of a few from Ravensburger, like Princess Bride or even Horrified, wonderful games, love them to death. Mm -hmm. But when a game is really simple, it can become really obvious. And I mean really obvious what the best choice to go ahead is. And so when a game doesn't have a whole lot of choices, every now and then people be like, dude, you alpha game that board game that we just played. Where it's like, look at the board. There's one thing to do here. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I feel as if in that specific instance, the term alpha gamer isn't always correctly applied, if that somehow makes sense. Yeah, well, something cool I really liked is, so you do have one board made up of boards. Yes, so... every player gets their own tile. <laughs> yeah, like Inception. Yeah, Boardception. <laughs> the organ. Like... <laughs> I'm so worried about all the little white things on my board. It's hard for me to tell you what yes, to do. Yes, and that's one of the reasons why we said we thought it fought alpha gaming really well, because you have your own thing you gotta worry about as well, and you have your own cards that are in your hand. I don't know what cards you have. I don't know what reclaim cycle you're in. Mm -hmm. I don't know what innates you triggered. I'm not even on your board. Like, mm -hmm. literally, I'm over here, and if we're playing Archipelago, we can take that to a literal extreme. But yes, I know exactly what you mean. Mm -hmm. Which is one of the reasons why I love this game. <laughs> but you can cooperate really well, like in a two-player game, like what me and my fans played together. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Ashley. Hey. Love you, baby. She bought it for me for Christmas. Aww, so now that is a good Christmas it gift. Is, oh, that was the flagship gift. Oh, that one last. Uh, oh, that was last? <laughs> Dude, last. ending on a high note. Good job, Ashley. Good very, job. Very fun. But in a two-player game, like, I had presents all over her board. She had them yep. on my board. We're helping each other out. We're coordinating card plays. And but a lot of fun. You feel so connected with your teammates in this yeah. game. And that's what I love. The discussion. The problem mm -hmm. solving. The fact that since the turns are all at the same time, it's not like, oh, his turn, my turn, their turn, repeat, clockwise. It's all at the same time. Simultaneous. So you discuss, when should this go? When should that go? Well, you know what? Now that you bring that up, let me do this one first because I can do that. Okay, well, now that you can do this, ooh, someone pipes up from the corner. I can do this and help that. Oh, sweet. Mm -hmm. This conversational work that you're all doing, this teamwork is just, in my opinion, so cohesive. And there's like this web of, like I said, teamwork that connects mm -hmm. the players more so than any other co-op that I've played personally. But Yeah, so like verbally, we can make like the blueprint of a plan. Yeah. And then we put the pieces, the cards together and yeah. putting those in the right order and sequencing things right. It's a lot of fun. Which is mm -hmm. interesting. There's a new scenario in Jagged Earth where there is oh. no talking. The no talking one. The diversity of spirits. There is no verbal strategizing at all. I don't and know it, if I'd like that. I know. We have it's yet to try it. It's interesting. I haven't done it yet. It comes in promo pack too, but it's really interesting. Like I said, a lot of fun for a co-op game for me is the discussion. The, yeah, it's mm -hmm. the how do we get from A to B. Okay. Yeah. We can. I right. know we can if we do everything right. I think that scenario is probably for very experienced players where like you know what's going to happen even three turns ahead like right. they're going to ravage here in a couple turns right. and so you're kind of like yeah. making the eye contact like let's look at these sands I could do that one solo hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> just a cake so the co-op the team cohesion those were things that stuck out to you was there anything else that like really stuck out to you personally with the game I thought the spirit board was pretty cool I liked mm. how I'm growing each turn especially as earth it's like I'm yes. physically getting stronger every turn oh. I'm not getting energy I'm getting cards 
card play. Mm. Yes. Pretty much every single turn. And when you're a maxed out Earth, you oh just my feel goodness. like a, a force of nature. You feel like a Titan. So like eight seriously. energy, four card play. Oh, I love it. No, seriously. And I love with them specifically, every growth option you do, you get a presence. And you feel like you're just making progress. You don't feel like you're making mistakes on, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Because maybe you're playing lightning and you do the double presence placing option. And then you go into something else and then you're like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I should have done the reclaim one last turn, or maybe I should have done this one last turn. But with Earth, doesn't matter. They all feel because you're good. just always constantly getting that. that presence out there. Would you say he's the simplest spirit in the game? Um, <sighs> the simplest. Lightning the has been touted as the easiest to play, but does easiest equate to simplest? Um, I think Earth is pretty. Sim- I tried playing Lightning. I would say too, very I simple. Play wrong. I yeah, think, I think. Can lightning's ability speed up anybody's power or just his own? Depends so the, the innate power, swiftness of lightning, is only used for them specifically. Okay, so lightning's was... boon can be used on, on anyone. anyone since okay. that target. Including lightning. So right. I was playing it right. There you go. See? You're facing yourself. <laughs> you you did good. <laughs> All right. We still lost horribly. Oh, <laughs> horribly. So... That was Portland Lashley's first game. <laughs> and we played the whole game without getting any major powers. And then we wondered Ooh. why we weren't killing things. <laughs> <laughs> and we actually ground that game until the invader deck flipped out. Ah, the time mm-hmm. ran out. We couldn't kill anything. So you never bled, it's just the clock ran out. Yep. Gotcha. Well, I do agree with you with the spirit boards. That's one of the things I love so much because that also helps with the asymmetry that the game has because your character has a unique tech tree. When are you going to go and get faster or stronger? Because you have two tracks. Your strength is represented by energy gain and your speed is represented by card plays. So do you want to get faster or do you want to get stronger? Mm-hmm. And then when each one is unlocked, affects gameplay. And yeah, some people important. will play certain spirits where they'll go all bottom track first, then top. Some people do the opposite. Some people do that same spirit all top track and then bottom some do i go up to this point then this one and you've heard john and i Mm -hmm. speak about this Mm -hmm. before and for me whether i should or shouldn't do this i always do if my character has one card play i get to two card play as fast as possible and then i start thinking about going elsewhere because you love innates i do love innates and i hate you can't trigger one card play you're like a johnny player you like playing all the cards, <laughs> copying them all, and doing crazy, stupid cheese on the board. Hey, what so, can I say? <laughs> you know, I have some rules. I love that, too. Like, I love yeah. card manipulation and copying things. But such strategy. Things. You look at just two tracks, and you're like, what strategy can come from just these two things? But which one you go down, mm-hmm. at what time you do so, which one first? Do you do a little bit of each as you progress? Maybe a little mm-hmm. bit of this one and that one as the game goes on? Mm-hmm. And there's a ton of strategy here. And, of course, if you're playing as Finder or you're playing sure. as Starlight, the whole growth tracks are just like <laughs> from new player Josh <laughs> um, have you seen Finders? Have you seen Finders? Yeah, it's like oh my can word. go backwards. Yes. Yeah, right? it's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm it is absolutely insane. Save that for when I get a little better at the game. <laughs> but going back to the board a little bit, I also love the back of the boards. Mm. Ooh, the lore. Didn't have to be double-sided, but I love lore. I mm-hmm. love learning about the person, and Ryan had me read them. Always yep. good. Really made me understand. You get to see the art in full. Yes. Really cool. Helped me pick. Earth immediately stood out to me as somebody I liked. Because of the summary of power. Yep. Summary of powers. I'm a tank player. Okay. And I love green. Yes. I play green and magic. Oh. Bulbasaur is my bro. So. Yes. (laughs) Bulbasaur gang. You're right. Yes. 
So uh, also one thing that's so great about picking the plant type immediately is because your rival would always pick the fire type. Mm. So then just grab a magic harp at level five, get into a guy Radios, and he can just shazam Big your opponent's boom. Typhlosion or Charizard, whichever generation you're. All right, <coughs> sorry, yeah, we're we're kind of spirit out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that someone else understands me. That's all oh, I'm yeah. saying. Oh, well, just reading the back of the player board really made Earth stand out to me. And he was mm. like, that fits my playstyle almost to a T. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. A lot of fun. Way too I think that cheaper. helps the player in a lot of subtle ways, too. Because, like you said, there's a summary of powers. And the new player is subject to information that will help them with emotions further on in the game. Oh, no, I'm not doing so good on offense. That's okay. Why? Because I saw that my character wasn't good with offense. Mm-hmm. There's like this role acceptance there. And you can even build a character to be something else, of course. So if you want, if you're low on offense, you can go and maybe build your character to be better at offense. But my point being is figuring out the lore of your character, in my opinion, helps with all the what's. When you know the why, there's so many little kinks of what's that you can iron out if you know the why. Well, that leads me into probably my favorite aspect of the game. Ooh. Ooh. Theme. Yes. Oh. Gushing. The with- Attic. Oh, I know. Every single pour, every card. Yes. The art. Yep. Every, Even in the rule spirit. book, they have pages. I'm like, oh, here's yeah. the story so far. The Second Reckoning. The Second Reckoning. Yeah, I don't know if I've read that yet, but oh. I will. Very cool stuff. It's just every card makes sense. The name makes sense, and it's cool. The art makes I sense. I love finding the out the themes and working them out. You see the card. You see the artwork. You see what it's doing. You see the effect. You kind of put it all together, and that's what's happening, yeah, and it's, like, like, really cool. Especially the spirits. When you have, like, river flooding everything yes. Yes. things around yes. lightning exploding buildings yeah and like earth can be strong he can defend, defend the land yeah. right it makes sense and he's also a big rock dude he's slow to get going but once yep. the boulder gets rolling he's oh a my word powerhouse complete powerhouse 100 yep. so, agree theme was probably my biggest takeaway honestly it might game. be one of the most thematic games i've ever played i could not stop thinking about this game afterwards right I yeah. could not oh stop, my word i could not stop thinking about like man <laughs> i want to play this guy again i know I play this game again and I want to play all the spirits and, and I want to see all the cards. Like the yes. first thing I did when I got the game, I read all the power cards. Yep. Oh, dude, yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. Seriously, did the same thing. Speaking of like rule books and changing the spirits, I saw in one of the rule books it said like you can rename the spirit at the end of the game yeah. based on like what cards you picked up. Yeah. I always thought that's cool. Or I was playing with my brother one time and he was playing River and he picked up Fire and Flood and just wrecked with that game. Mm-hmm. So like River surges through fire or something. Mm-hmm. It's cool that you can thematically change your spirits into how you have fun with it. Yeah. That's like the official vibe that I'm getting from the developers. Have fun with the game. And when they have things in the rule book, that's like, oopsie, you just found Mm -hmm. that you were doing something incorrectly. No worries, fam. Just keep going. It doesn't say go back three turns. Right. It doesn't punish you. And like that whole attitude is one of acceptance and empathy as opposed to you did it wrong. Redo it. You are a failure. (laughs) You know, like I feel as if this is made by a group of people that loved the project who play tested it a bunch. Mm. Also a group of people who realizes the very essence of board games, which is to have fun and to have team cooperation and that vibe, these emotions I feel coming from the pages of the rule book and I feel it like being extended to us as players. And I don't feel that care, that amount of empathy from other rule books oh, or yeah. other companies, oh, no. you know. This was a passion project, absolutely. Oh, it was. It shows, I 100% agree. It shows in every card and yep. every spirit. Well friggin' done. 
<laughs> Eric and Ted and all the, yeah, those guys. Everyone. I'm curious, was there anything that you struggled with? I understand that when it's a new game, there could be a plethora of things. So maybe if I can revise that question, was there anything that was particularly struggle-inducing, perhaps? Not particularly. The only thing that I consistently got wrong a few times mm -hmm. was slow powers and fast powers. Yes. There would be quite a few times where you'd be doing your own thing, I'd be doing my thing, and then you'd be like, okay, you ready? And I'd go, yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. These are all slow. No, <laughs> I can't do that. Give me five more minutes. Yeah, five more minutes. No worries, fam. Yeah, that, and like targeting. Sometimes I'll yeah. make this great elaborate plan in my brain, and then I'm like, oh, that only targets jungles or wetlands. Right. So, Range zero. No. Oh, I zero hate or, that. Or sacred site only. Yeah. Like when that. you're checking legalities of your cards that you have in play one final time, and you realize that one of them is illegal for the plan that you just yep. orchestrated for yourself, you're like, oh, you're hold like, on. Back to the drawing board. Yeah, exactly one energy short of doing everything Crap. I need to do. Oh, that happens so much. <laughs> yeah. It's so tough. But kudos to you, though. I think you explained the rules well enough where even if I did make a mistake, I usually could catch it before it happened. Or you would point it out to me like, oh, sorry, buddy. That's a slow power. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you are <laughs> very gracious. Back to the drawing board. When teaching and playing with new I people. I find that that is the attitude that beckons within the most amount of listenability, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're like cold heart and well, no, dude, that's not how it is. You made me want to play the game again. So yeah. If, if you would have done that work, no, job. Right. That is not how it goes. No. <laughs> There's something Sorry. more important here than this Sorry, game sir. going correct. Yeah. No. I mean, at the end of the day, fun's the most important part. Yeah. So I agree. I am whelmed by what you had to say. I have a question. I tried my best. <clears throat> New player and someone who teaches the game a lot. There is like a player progression route that you can take. You're not allowed to draft cards. Like when you were to gain a power, mm -hmm. you have to gain this next power. Have you seen those? They're like these cards. Yeah, I hate The them. very first time I ever played the game. Game. Did you do that? I did that. That's okay. one of the easy modifiers in the game. There's like eight mm -hmm. easy modifiers in the game, and that's one of them, which is take the on-rails power card acquisition path, yeah. which is when you would gain a major or minor power. Here's what you get. You just straight up get this one, and it tells you which ones you get. What do you think about that, or both of you? I'm glad it's optional, and I'm glad it exists. Okay. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, I don't prefer it. You didn't use it for us well, in our I first think, game. I think it's actually detrimental to new players. Mm -hmm. and, and hear me out. So when Ryan and I played my first game, we got to pick. Mm -hmm. And the game is super situational. So yeah. you really need to pick powers based off your board state. Yeah, I When agree. I was teaching it to my fiance, Ashley, we used those cards. And, ah, and thus this opinion the... was formed. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so a lot of the cards that they told us to get used to Han. Yeah. We killed like every single <laughs> one on our board. Like, so it wasn't beneficial. Immediately. So we'd get a card that's oh, like, push no. two to Han. It's like, there's one left on both boards. So... <laughs> This isn't useful. I need something that kills things. So You need a boom boom card. Yeah. yeah. So it definitely kinda dampened that first game, but that's our first game, so there was a lot of rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rule book checking and mm -hmm. I agree with every one of those sentiments, which is why I don't prefer it. But the reason why I'm glad it exists is because it's just yet another way that the game could be more streamlined for mm -hmm. that brand new player. And all of our opinions at this table are, yeah, we don't really need that. But to the person who does want it, I'm glad it exists that they can have it. And we all know that that's going to be something where it's like, okay, that's like your first game or two. We all know that you will naturally progress out of that. It's so like it's bowling with the, yeah. the guardrails. Yeah. yeah, it's a gutter guard thing. Yeah. We all know that you're quote unquote supposed to graduate from that. Yeah, and I could see it being useful if I played the game like once by myself to learn it. Mm -hmm. Having that would be nice. Mm -hmm. But playing with another player where you kind of need to coordinate and getting a useless card just felt yep. really bad. Okay. Yep. 
In the same way that I'm glad that you are allowed to play without a blight card, I am glad that this power card acquisition thing also exists. Because there are some times where I'm playing with someone who isn't really experienced with modern day board gaming, and so just to make things a little bit easier, I actually won't play with a blight card just so that this human across the mm -hmm. table from me who hasn't played these things can just make it just a little bit easy to understand because mm -hmm. they don't have to worry about the blight card and blight card flipping and wait, what is this new blight card thing? What? Wait, what? It's just one less thing. Well, yeah, that goes so, back to what we were talking about. There's just so many difficulty modules. Yeah. You can start at zero if you want. Oh, yeah. And you can end at 100. <laughs> if you want to add all that stuff to your game. Another like, thing I really like, by the way, all these modular oh, things yeah. you can have in. Scenarios, yes or no. Adversaries, yes or no. Yeah. Various difficulty things, yes or no. Crazy difficulty where you can play against two adversaries. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. It's like, whoa, I'm barely going to do one. Right. Yeah. Like, as And you new, can have extra boards, too. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. yeah. So as a new player, I look at all that stuff. I'm like, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. Yep. That's precisely the mindset I had when I opened up this box for the first time. I was like, what is this? What is this? What is this? What is this? And I was like, oh, wait, these are all optional. Cool. In time, I will get there. Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't love the game as much as I do now then as I would come to do so. But still, like, I'm glad that the game has more if you're willing to explore more into the game's depth of playability and various rules and modular kind of mm -hmm. things. And that's one thing that I do like. So anyway, one thing that we've seen on various social medias, on your Facebooks, your Reddits, your Discords, Board Game Geek, what have you, it's kind of funny because there are certain things that people struggle with when they play the game for the first time, whether it's, I keep forgetting to do this one thing, or there's something else. For me, the one thing I kept struggling with was the explore card face up, face down, that whole card system. That's what got me messed up, but I was totally fine on cards being fast or slow. So everyone, I feel as if has a different struggle, and so, you we know. We would never heal the invaders. For you guys, yeah, it was never healing. So we were just destroying things left and right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just keep chipping away at them. I bet that was nice. Yeah, it was really easy. <laughs> that one lightning card way better. Oh my goodness, Raging Storm! Honestly, yeah, I'm just like doing one damage. I'm like, I'll come back for you. Yeah. I'll be clean next turn. Yeah. <laughs> wink, wink. Yeah. So... So I'm curious about what kind of things, I know you kind of touched on this already with the whole fast versus slow powers thing, but these next few questions are what a lot of new players sometimes struggle with. So I'm curious if you had any trouble understanding any of the following. The three factions being in the game. The spirits are one, the invaders are another, and Dahan are caught in the middle. Was that easy to understand for you or your fiance? Was that... Yeah, that was easy. Although I like considering Dahan friendly instead of oh, yeah. neutral. Although Ashley and I, we did hunt all the Dahan. <laughs> <laughs> they were all dead. So, are they're you not, really? They're not a lost condition. They I'll were, say that. <laughs> you can kill all of them. They were a big bag of meaty hit points for us. <laughs> Our first game. She was playing River the second game. Mm -hmm. So she was making Dahan mm -hmm. and pushing Dahan. Oh, trust me. I count so. them on my team, too. But a lot of people need to understand that you don't just automatically move them well, for if free. If I remember correctly, you're and I's first game... We didn't lose a single to Han. No, we didn't. And we ended the game with like more than we started. That's be an achievement or something. That's cool. Thanks, Blur the Arc of Years. Yeah. Not just more. We had like 24 to Han. Dude, it was amazing. <laughs> I could go look it up too. That's a two-player game. Because I immediately, the first minor power I drafted was one that made Dahan. Right. Cool. Trying to remember which one. I think it was called the Dahan Ways. It, um, it was either that or it was Cycles of Time and Tide. Cycles of Time and Tide. Was that what it was? It was, was, that was yeah. only a few of them. Yep. And then I could copy it. Yep. And you could give it back to me. And then yep. I could copy it some more. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a card with Fractured Days that does the same, Blur the Arc of Years, which also spawns Dahan. Right, because it accelerates time. Well, it was really Dahan. cool now because...
because yeah. when we started that game, he was going, yes. I'm going to go and do like a Dahan-centered build. And I was like, you know what? Me too. I'm going to go and also do this. So him and I had like this really cool Dahan-centered gameplay. So it was actually really cool yeah. just to see so many Dahan yeah, on the board. with a strategy real quick. It's your first time. Well, I saw Rituals of Destruction. I'm like, that looks cool. Mm. Yeah. And Ryan was like, I can make that fast. Yep. Like, Even the excellent. <laughs> yeah. so every, I think every turn we were at Rituals of Destruction. Fast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was Five damage, insane. Two fear. Yeah. Yep. It was a lot of fun. Oh, it was great. I absolutely loved it. Now, how did you acclimate to the idea that fear and terror are actually good terms? Like they're beneficial to the player. Usually in games, when you hear those words, you're like, <gasps> Oh no, fear, terror, bad! Yeah, was it weird not being part of the colonizers? Like You get th- to be the scary thing. I know, you're not yeah. Settlers of Catan or something. Yeah, had Ryan not made me read the lore? Yes. Okay. Mm. Since I read the back of my player board and you explained the lore of the game to me, like the first thing you did, you sat me down and you gave me like 15 minutes of lore of the game. <laughs> and I love Which lore. Which is good. <laughs> I love history and lore. So I knew what I was getting into when I started playing. Mm. So it was pretty easy. It was like, oh yeah, I want fear. Scared yeah. them off. Terror. Yep. <laughs> right on. So this one, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, these next two, I should say, are the ones that mess the most people up from what I've seen. And that is card restrictions and legality and fast versus slow powers. Guilty. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that was definitely the thing I messed up the most. Yeah. Like I said, it was like, I play a card, but I forgot to see that one symbol. Like that's yeah. not a presence. That's a sacred site. Mm-hmm. So, or range too. A lot yeah. of times range zero powers would come back to bite me. Yes. Oh goodness. But really after that first game, it all clicked after that. Yep. You just scan your card, double check the symbols before you play it and you'll be fine. Yep. You'll be fine. And once you do it over and over again, you're going to recognize the symbols with relative ease and you're going to actually remember remember the card sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to Especially play a card game, oh goodness yes yeah, yeah you're going to remember a card so much that you're only going to be checking it for the elements sometimes yep. you remember even that much and so you just see the name of the card and you just put it in your hand and because oh i know that one and so you'll play it and you're like i don't even need to read it because i know this one so much though ryan you got me in the habit because you also taught me and laura of we would read out the power of the cards yes and it just it's so cool instead of just like oh i'm gonna do two damage here yeah it kind of cheapens it. Cheapens oh, experience. I 100% agree. I'm just and commenting you, to the fact that no, you at some point will be able to remember. And it's I still just, think it's important to like read the card and the cool power because like, get into it. Like, I actually really like that. I'm going to have to try to implement that. Mm-hmm. It's fun to like read the powers. Me and Laura still do it because it's mm-hmm. like call to Dahan ways as you're right. gathering them. <laughs> the names are so cool. Oh, I know. Like, like the, the names powers. of these things on all the powers. I could power go. Storm. Dude, seriously, <laughs> I could talk Jungle for like hungers. an hour for all the cool names Surprise of. Tiger. <laughs> Unexpected tiger. Yeah, <laughs> and the card art is just someone like opening the trap door to the cellar, and they're just like two tigers there. Like well, I play, ah, I, I play Laura the most, but just with people, they're like, "Wait a minute, I want to see that card art after you read the title." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh yeah, here it is," and they're like, laugh at it or they exclaim or something. It's hilarious. Yeah, yep. that's what's so cool about the powers. Yeah, although for a game that's got a lot of moving parts and a lot of icons, I do think it's designed really well to be new player friendly. The fear board mm. like it tells you how much blight to put yep. for a new player how much fear to put for a new player and it tells you what those tokens do yeah so i do like the bank board or like the main it's board. really well 
laid out. Everything's explained really well. Right. So Just don't use the branch and claw one. The branch and claw one is completely useless. <laughs> okay. I don't know anything about that. We don't need that one anymore. It was simply the board where you would place all the various tokens, the beast tokens, the wild tokens, that kind but of thing. But those slide around. But those slide around and there's more tokens broken token. that exist yeah. that can fit on the board. <laughs> the so now with the broken token, yeah, you just have them on there. Or even just, I like the insert in the base game. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's quite functional. Yeah, yeah. I had it for a long time. A couple mm-hmm. little baggies and you're all set. Yeah. But yeah, going back to... I have to so the... many plastic bags from so many board <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. I have a bag of bags. Same. <laughs> bag. I think okay. we all have a bag of bags. Yeah. Every time I get a new board game, it's like, this one will work perfectly. Yep. <laughs> yes. But going back to the icons, like, so yeah. my first game I played without you, mm-hmm. I was without able... Without you. <laughs> and it, it had been months, and just looking at the board, I was able to set the game up without even consulting yep. the rule book. And even the board... The island tiles. Like, yeah. yeah. The yeah. island oh, tiles the simply... Yeah. Made like, oh, two Dahan go here. Yep. Perfect sense. And it didn't just make sense for me who had played. Like, Ashley had never played before. Right. It made sense to her. Because like, it's printed. It's yeah, right she, there. she set up her board because... That's cool. I told her what the little symbols meant. She's like, That's okay, awesome. That makes sense. That is cool. I will say, in my personal experience, the following one is what gets a lot of people... Maybe not as far as a flaw in performing actions on the board, but more a level of comfort for the game state in their understanding. And that is the fact that bad guys only go to certain places at certain times. What I'm referring to is the fact that a new player I've seen will sometimes look at a board and see a whole lot of plastic. And they see a lot of white plastic Mm -hmm. and they are just freaking out. Because it's like, oh my word, how are we supposed to stop them all? Because they know the objective is to eventually scare them all off. But how in the world am I supposed to scare them all off when there's this many wool? Like, like deep breath. All you have to worry about is mountains for this turn. Mm -hmm. Yes, jungles and wetlands are building and exploring, perhaps. But mountains are what we really have to worry about. Not every single land Mm -hmm. on this board. And obviously with adversaries and higher difficulties and late game when they're going to two lands, they will be going to more lands. But just generally speaking, it's It's just one land at a time. Mid game with a new player, they're like, Whoa, yeah, there's right. a fourth city, you know? Right, it's right. Like, four, we had like 14. <laughs> <laughs> and all the Don were gone. <laughs> when the house is on fire and the dog's at the table, this is fine. <laughs> Third day, mayday. Yeah, it, there was a point where I was like, how in the world, world are we yeah. going to get rid of all this? But and then you explained to me, like, well, we can get a terror victory by mm-hmm. reducing the stuff for a win condition, which yeah. is really cool. Which once, is really cool, Once yeah. you get it down to cities, I mean, I think usually you can win that turn. Yeah. Yeah, or close to it, honestly. Yeah, that's the most... I think we've talked about Terra Level 3. The no cities on the board is the easiest, or like the most wins people get. Oh, easily mm-hmm. by far, Terra Level 3. Yeah. Oh, easy. Mm-hmm. It's really weird because the later the game goes, more invaders are coming in and with more speed, more speed, and they're compounding on themselves. But later and later into the game, so is your spirit's capabilities, your mm-hmm. own strength, and the value of fear cards get better and yes. better. Mm. So... In the early game, to deal 10 damage would have taken you cumulatively maybe like three to four turns to do. In the late game, you might be able to do 10 damage in a single turn. From a single card. From a single card. Yeah. yeah. My point being, look at your capabilities in the end game. They are just mad powerful. It feels great. Yeah. It ratchets up the tension really well. Right. At a decent rate, too. Yeah. An army of plastic on your board. But by that point in the game, you just crack your knuckles like, I got this. Yeah. I can take care of this. What I like like if it ever feels too easy you're like oh that was it then you know like i can just up the difficulty yeah like, you're I, ready i'm ready for you the are next ready level. to 
proceed. Yeah, right. Like, oh, that was. I'll try a harder spirit next time. Exactly. It's like, like I'll that. introduce an adversary. I'll introduce a blight card or right. something. Mm-hmm. It's nice in that way. Because I see people complain about that and like, oh, this felt too easy or like there wasn't this climactic finish or something. Well, mm-hmm. then you're probably not playing it to what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Like when Ashley and I played last night, there were several times when they would go to build and it's like, oh, well, they're only building one spot. We didn't think, oh, that was too easy. We thought, <laughs> Yeah. You a, get some breathing room. A moment's peace. We could focus a on what's happening next. Mm-hmm. Right. That was really nice, actually. We didn't at all think, like, wow, this is easy. Right. Lame. Move on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I really <laughs> feel good. as if that pace, the tension yeah. rises, as does your capability to act on the board. Yeah, there's a very cinematic climax at the end of the game. Yep, I agree. And I think those, especially when you're playing with a late bloomer, which is a term I use for a spirit that gets the majority of their power near the end of the game, mm-hmm. those characters, Serpent being, like, the number one of this list. Even Earth a little bit. Earth, I can see, yeah. One card play, and by the end, eight energy, four card play, then you can really start laying down some damage. Once you can get to survive a game where you are now powerful, and you now have the capability to just go ham, it's like the most satisfying... It's showtime. It's showtime. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Incredible. Showtime. (laughs) So one thing I thought was really unique about this game that I thought was really cool, and I'm curious on your thoughts about this as well, is the turn structure. How you do all of your upgrading, and then the turn happens where the good guy's fast, then the bad guy's, then the good guy's slow. I thought it was really interesting how you bookended the turn, the beginning and the end, but not the middle. And as a result of that, there was this really cool mini game for the player, which is timing. Playing a card in a different time, because I'm going to play a card that blows up a town, even though there's no town there, because there will be a town by the time this card goes off. It can be very thinky. It can be, but I think once you cognize and sufficiently understand that whole mechanic, there then opens a door to such deep and important gameplay opportunities where the player can weave tactical and strategic plans together, interlace with the other player's actions to form a cohesively and carefully laid plan that will lead to your success. You gotta earn that win, and it can be so satisfying. I find it to be immensely gratifying and unique, and also just really cool. I was curious what your thoughts were on that. I also thought it was really cool. Again, the whole timing took me a little bit. I think the most complicated thing was probably you pay for your powers mm. at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not when they play. have a delayed trigger. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool, like you said, especially when you're synergizing with other players. Oh, yeah. Like you said, maybe a town will pop up later, and you can push that town somewhere, and then I can destroy it. So we'll play yeah. both those cards now. Destroy it! Yeah, they may trigger. Sorry, we have, we have a Lord of the Rings quote oh. we have to make here. In this. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'll try to insert my own. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, anyway, I interrupted you. But, like, there's going to be a town there. You can push the town, and then I can destroy the town. Yes. And like, we'll play these cards yeah. now, and they'll go off in fights. There's yep. a moment in this game where it clicks, and all of a sudden becomes chess, where you're just, like, figuring out three moves ahead. Yeah. And you're like, they're going to move there. And you're not just reacting to the ravages. You're like, oh, right. when they explore, I'm going to push, mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, exactly. And I've heard you guys talk about it before, but it really benefits being proactive. Like, you can see the cards before they hit for a reason. You're supposed yeah. to plan ahead and... Mm-hmm. Right. If you do get that reprieve where it's like, okay, cool, they're not ravaging, let's focus on what's happening next. And maybe even yeah. two turns down the line. Mm-hmm. So To your point, though, with the whole understanding that you pay for a card, but it doesn't play right then. I have seen a lot of people like, all right, so I paid this card, so I do like, all right, mm-hmm. so I'm going to yeah. go and move this guy, move this guy. And I'm like, hold up, that doesn't 
happen right now. This isn't the turn. This yeah. will happen ahead of time. The easiest way that I can describe that whole understanding quickly to people in a metaphor that's quick to understand and is also applicable for me, the best metaphor is these cards are like ammunition in a gun. You are loading the weapon, but it doesn't go off now. It goes off in the turn. You're just loading it right now. It's on deck. It's loaded. You're ready to fire. But it's in the fast and slow phase where they actually go off. So you don't do them right now. Like, hold your horses. Mm -hmm. It doesn't happen right now. It's just you load it, and then it goes off later. Yeah, and I I do love the fast and slow mechanic, but that is one of the rules that I just had to memorize because it didn't make immediate sense to me. Like, if you play Magic, you pay for the the card (laughs) when you play it. Main phase one! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you pay for the card when you play it. This is, you pay for it. Yeah. You play it, it triggers later. So yep. that just brute force yep. memorization got yep. that rule down and now it's not an issue. Yep. I literally the same thing. Coming from MTG, I did the exact same yep. thing. I was like, when is my main phase two? <laughs> because, like, yeah, because it makes sense to me to, okay, I play fast powers here. Right. Then That's an instant foot, speed. And then later I decide to buy my slow stuff. But That's no, my sorceries and my enchantments. Not how it works. Yeah, not how it works. Spirit <laughs> Island. <laughs> I'm sorry, just focus. Sorry, my brain is. <laughs> what can I say? We play a lot of games. I know. <laughs> but this is our favorite. Nerd. <laughs> I wear that with pride, but it's geek. Trust me, nerds make more money. I know the difference. Yeah. <laughs> Remind me. So, <laughs> so I'm curious. You've played as Earth twice? That's right. Twice. How many games have you played? Three. Okay. Right on. Three. How many games have you played, John? Uh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys had to put a number on it, what would it be? If you could mm. guess. Ooh. Mm. Are, we, are we talking hundreds? It's dozens? in the triple digits. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's easily in the triple digits. I'm not sure if it's in the quadruple digits. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I don't think I'm I don't think serious. I've broken a thousand. Steam helped me out. Okay. Yeah. That, makes, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I like sent a screenshot to Ryan because it always says like total time played. <laughs> How many hours? Come on. Boys. Dude, don't you feel like such a... calculated days. I know. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm like, no! Oh, don't you feel so awful when the game shows you yeah, like, like how long played. you've played it? Hours investing? I'm like, that can't be right. <laughs> that can't be right. Laura was playing this probably more. <laughs> oh, I just left it on for a yeah, few hours. Uh, we just <laughs> share Steam Counts. 700 hours in Team Fortress 2? How oh, in the world? Oh, that game's been out for a while. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I Honestly, I don't know. My answer officially is triple digits. <laughs> Many. <laughs> Many. But isn't that like exciting as a new gamer to like, oh, and we're still talking about it. We yeah. still are discovering new things. Like, I'm still discovering things about Earth. It has honestly. longevity. But there's so much combo potential. I love it. Oh, there's seriously, yeah. Card drafting and different spirit combinations and right. series and scenarios. Team composition. And, mm-hmm. and oh right. my goodness, different blight cards. It's insane. There's probably many, many millions of different outcomes. I'm sure someone out there if has not, probably done some statistic... If close not to billions. This. If not billions, given the random aspect of yeah, different cards down, like, and different fear cards and blight cards yeah. and player count and whatnot. So and I'm curious. You can. Yep. It's just insane. We're still trying to get together our six or if you're, player human game. Yes. <laughs> or if you're that one insane dude from Tabletop Simulator who did all 24. So <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my brain would snap to a million loves. It took him, what, 48 hours to complete one game? Yeah, but didn't he lose two? <laughs> I think he did. No. That's when I'd hit the table Dude. for fun. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine playing Ocean's Hungry Grasp? It takes me forever to drown Ocean people and get my yeah, energy. Ocean gets so weak. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Tearless leader. Anyway, back to my question, which was Earth. What do you think of Earth? I 
love him. Yeah. I really do. I love Earth. Straightforward, simple, efficient, good. Yeah. He's a tank. I like tanks. Yes. He's green. It's my favorite color. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Right on. Oh. He's this cute little rock dude. Well, big rock dude. He's cute. He is. <laughs> Earth is too slow? Because I've seen that complaint of just like, how many times is like one card play? It's like, I think two or something. Yeah, it it takes a while. It, it takes yeah. a while to get it to the second one. It takes a couple of growth to get to two card play. If I you want steroids him's... right into the neck, I have a might aspect that you would like to play. <laughs> I don't even know what aspects are. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Anyway. But I wouldn't call Earth slow. I'd call him steady. Mm. Yeah. That's what he I like to use for them as well. consistent. Oh. I, mm. I really liked him. The mm. only thing that I didn't like so much... <gasps> Is that he doesn't, at least when I played him twice, he's not getting new powers that much. No, just kinda, that one growth option you're in the four, middle. You gotta plan it out, dude. You do. You have to plan out when you want to get your powers, because I think that's your zero presence. It is. It's and your you second don't growth like, option. you want to stack a third presence exactly. on the same. Right. Like, well, that was a waste. He's not right. good. He yeah, no growth option two them. is my least favorite for them, because it gets a presence out there, yes, but, but it's at range zero. But his kit is so good, you don't really oh, need that many new cards, because he's got right. like, damage and damage prevention. Right. And board manipulation. My favorite go-to build for beginners mm. with that character for me, and it's one of my favorites as well, it's the one that I took to immediately and I've told you about this, was the sword and shield build yes. for them, which is just focus on defense. You be the shield, but the Dahan, let you them be your sword. told me about that before our first game, and that's mm. what made me want to play Dahan so mm. bad. I thought, wow. Yeah, and then you killed them all and you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, explain to me how that works. <laughs> with, him, with him, our Dahan were our beautiful little children that we kept safe, and like I said, we just had a pile of corpses we would throw at the invaders <laughs> to stop the land from Wall fighting. of limbs! But we were also... Wham to the shield! That's just a sword build! <laughs> it had a few holes in it! <laughs> it was an old shield! Yeah, we played corpse and more corpses. Okay. <laughs> but our first game, we also were terrified of lighting. Our second game, we were like, you know what? It's not that bad. That's exactly it's what I did, bad. too. It's like, who cares if this one place blights? Yep. I, I thought the same step. way. And that was, because at first we were that's like... That's a big step for a gamer. It we is. Were like, Island gamer. We were like, no blight at all. Yep. You cannot let the board blight. Zero tolerance policy. Yes, but then yep. it's like, wait, you have a card that removes blight. I have a card that removes blight. Yep. What are we so afraid of? I don't even yep. think we ever removed blight yep. with those cards. Nice. Seriously, we it's... We didn't have to. There was a blight here, blight there, blight there, but it, right. no big deal. And you still lost anyway, so... Well, no, I'm <laughs> come on, give the poor guy a break. <laughs> I'm talking about the game we won. Oh. Yeah, come on, John. We haven't talked about game three yet. No, game three is the one we won. Game two is the one we got annihilated. Oh, okay, okay. Killed all the Dahan, and there was a lot of blight. It's interesting, though, because when you look at the function of defense, defense is to stop damage coming in and protect the land, keep it clean from blight. Mm -hmm. Healing also has a similar objective, which is to keep the land clean, but it doesn't keep the land clean by stopping stuff that's coming in. It's keep the land clean by getting rid of bad things that are already there. So it's funny because when both are done well, the end result looks the exact same. The reason why I bring this up is because the might aspect for Earth is one where your defense goes down, but your offense goes up, but your healing abilities stay the same. So okay. in a weird way, your functionality still is the same because whether you were base mm -hmm. Earth, you stopped the damage. That's why the Blight never showed up and you healed those that did. With Might Earth, they may have smacked you a bit more, but you killed them all and then you healed it. At the end of both games, the land is just as clear. It's the just, result's similar, yeah. yeah. The result is similar and that's something that took me a while to like calibrate in my head. So the fact that you're making this distinction early on is like... Very good. Very good. So our aspect, are they new cards? Are they new boards? Or 
They're they are card. new cards that change the characters. At the moment, they are just for the four low complexity peeps. But I'm okay. guessing with how awesome these are that they're going to be bringing these to oh, pretty sure. much every character in the game. And okay. what they simply do is they might change just a single thing or two about a character. So, for instance, in River's case, you are familiar with the fact that their special rule is River's Domain, where if River has a presence in a wetland, it counts as a sacred site. Love River. Well, River has some aspects that remove that. So you lose they that no longer part. have oh, no. that, but they would have another one instead. It so they just change some passives. They change some innates. So it doesn't completely so crucify even... <laughs> the character's identity or their role, but it just changes it to be different. So even more replayability. Even more replayability. As if there wasn't this enough already. I know. I love it. So I'm curious, with the fact that you've played Earth, do you want to play Earth even more times with maybe different builds, different strategies, or would you want to go on in your next game, for example, to someone else? I definitely want to play somebody else. Yeah. The only reason I replayed Earth before trying out new people mm-hmm. is just to familiarize myself a little bit more with his cards before I talk yeah. about them. Right. So I'm the kind of person, when I go to a restaurant, I don't like getting the same thing twice mm. until I've tried pretty much everything on the yeah. menu, even yep. to my own detriment. Yep. Been um, there, done that. So same. I do definitely want to play through all of the easy spirits and then the mm. moderate spirits and then the advanced spirits. Which is the one that you would want to do next? I like... Ooh. Oh, what's his name? Because the low complexity people don't split the roles. Because there's only four of them. So Shadows, that's the fear guy. River, that's the controller. Mm-hmm. Lightning, that's the attacker. And Earth, that's the defender. So it's not like there's a low complexity defender that you can immediately go to. Also, don't think just because low means weak or oh, less. I, no, heck no. I know that. Earth? All the lows. Vital strength of Earth. Very, very fun, very, very yep. powerful, mm-hmm. even though he's low complexity. Mm-hmm. I do really want to try Rampant Green because I've heard a yes. lot of good about oh. it. And again, green, favorite color, big yep. plant dude. Seriously, S tier. Maybe even the best spear in the game. Wow. Yeah, he's I'm a, dead serious. He seems cool. I also really like the idea of getting like, a fear victory. Mm. So I think Shadows Ooh. looks cool. Bringer of Dreams and Nightmares. Nightmares. That, that really one's quite the unique character. His art was really cool. It's so Terrifying. dope. It's like so one of those cool. totem poles come to life. And yeah. the artwork is so And on his dope. cards, too. Oh, the artwork is cool. so awesome. Well, I also love the design of Shadows. Yes. And I love how you explained this to me, how he goes where the Dahana are because yep. he lives in the shadows of the campfires. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. That's so cool. Awesome. And it explains why they can teleport various powers across the map, yeah, which I think is such a cool thematic Makes perfect touch. sense. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, though, for your next game, regardless of whether or not you play as the same character or not, are you going to keep it at the same difficulty, but just a different character? Or are you going to go and up the ante a little bit? Are you going to go and kind of make the difficulty purposefully, intentionally harder, in addition to a new character? I'd probably up the ante a little bit. Mm. So the first two games I played with Ashley, we used no blight card. So we had lots of blight we could put on the board. Probably add a blight card next time. Hmm. and play a new character and see how that goes. Do you think she would want to play the same character again? I think so. Yeah. She likes learning a character really well. and Kind of get that proficiency. She loved River. Yeah. Oh, in my experience, River is a character so that is cool. so well and works so good for new players. I think perfectly designed. Yeah. yeah. And just so thematic and flavorful. Mm-hmm. And just the art is so beautiful on her cards. Yeah. Really I cool. love it. The artwork for all of these characters are so great, but I Honestly, I remember when I first opened up the game, I was just staring at River's artwork on the back where the picture is the Finger. biggest. Yeah. And it was just so cool. All the Gorgeous. whites and 
blues and kind of terrifying too. Like some of those of, heads yeah. are like right. They have like four heads. Yeah, yeah. they're cute. Maybe that's just because I'm a reptile guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, know what you mean. I know what you but mean. But if you flip it on the back in the bottom left corner, there's this cute little guy that's like. Rah! I know. It's <laughs> 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 trying to be scary, but he's not on the front. Like, oh, little, you little river monster, you. I have a weird take. <laughs> Turns into this 1940s detective. I'm gonna get you now, see? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the bad guys? <laughs> weird random take. I think no blade card is almost scarier to me because there's nothing to flip and like once you're out you're out yeah but you have so much I know yeah it's a ton it kind of evens out because when you flip a blade card usually they add more blade to it so it ends up being like usually 10 about the same about the same it's usually about the same it's just now there's another effect that's coming in and statistically speaking it's most likely a bad one right yeah especially I think if you just have the base game both of them are bad oh my word not only are they bad they are awful some of the worst in the game I didn't look at them very much but one was like (laughs) remove one presence every turn every Every turn turn. and I'm like oh that seems really and the other one is you have a choice lose a presence or Get a power less, card. That one has less blight restock. I'd rather have the it's choice like than yeah. just lose a presence every single Luckily, turn. the second one Especially is much better because you can just grab a new power card and then select that card to be the one that's for We have that come up in one of our harder So games. you can, so you in a way, forget one every turn? Every yeah. single turn. Or, just, or lose a presence. Oh. It's not discard, forget oh. from your hand. The oh, first one, smart. though, is really bad because it's not a choice. It's a presence every single turn. That's a whole lot of nasty. Yeah. That came up it's on. Bad. We had a level five game against Scotland. Yeah. And we just threw Ryan to the wolf. <laughs> and it, we had that blight card flip. We did. And like I said, the second one that we mentioned is a little bit better because at least you can break even. Because, oh, you have to forget a power card every single turn or destroy a presence. Well, I didn't want to destroy a presence. So I would Go get a power card. Get some powers, laddie. Every, every turn, Ryan was getting a power card. Yeah, just to forget. So He's many. like, and, and there and you go. go. And your belt. Yeah. Yeah. Right into the paper shredder. <laughs> <What>? Yep. <laughs> I think the worst new one, or at least, I really don't like tipping points. And that's, oh. you insta-lose three. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like, oh, three presents or three powers? Three presents. You immediately okay. lose three but presents. But for some, yeah. no, the new spirit's like Volcano. Because you said that meme your game. That just showed up today on the Discord. Yeah, was hilarious. Well, I was thinking of you oh, because you played a Volcano. Didn't you say you only had one presence left in the I board? did. That's a yikes. <laughs> a volcano can destroy their own presence Presents. like a Volcano. Yeah, that makes To sense. erupt more often, but it costs them presence to do so. But you can get them back. But there's this one hilarious meme where if you destroy enough presence, you can do a ton of damage. And I mean a ton of damage. So volcano players will sometimes just save up, save up, save up presence, save up presence, and you have to have a certain amount. It's like 10 or 11 or something. Yeah. And so building the mountain up. You literally build the mountain, which is dope. That's cool. However, the meme was you finally get to 10. Get to 10 or 11 or whatever, and then the moment you're about to do it, tipping point. And then you immediately lose three. You can't do the ability anymore. Game over. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, be careful with blood cards. Oh, it's hilarious. But noted. Noted. I'm curious. Have you taken a peek at any of these scenarios or adversaries yet? Not yet. Mm. That's okay. This, I know this. That no, and that's totally answer. fine. I was just completely curious but if you had. There goes that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, that, was, yeah. <laughs> that was something. I took that stuff out of the box. I'm like, this looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I'll check this out later. Mm-hmm. I would recommend Ryan had us play. Blitz. One of yes, our first I think Blitz might be games. the easiest scenario. That's the one that speeds things up. Right? It, it was, does. Blitz. It's a heck of a lot of fun. It's a okay. lot of fun, and if you play Earth with Blitz, it's really weird and it's pretty intoxicating. Mm-hmm. Blitz simply says that all slow powers are made fast, and powers that were already fast cost one less energy than any innate power or card that cost zero to begin with. Now gives you one energy, Whoa. which is it's crazy. So 
However, more Speed explorers will show up in the explore phase. Oh my phase. goodness, Ashley would love that. It's a fun version. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. She yeah. has a hate hate relationship with slow powers. <laughs> hate hate. So many hate 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 And I know she's brand spanking new to the oh. game. Bless her heart. But man, there are so many times that she'd be like, "Aha! I'm gonna do all this." Like, nope, it's a turtle. And I'm like, "Yeah, see that little blue turtle, babe? Sorry, <laughs> sorry, babe." Well, do not play lure. Do not play stone. Do not play mist. <laughs> no, I, I cannot repeat all the words that were said. On the air. <laughs> Family show. <laughs> Flip flap tippity jack. Yeah. But hey, we all have our preferences. And hey, she can play lightning, who has all fast, and serpent, who has all fast. Well, by the end of the game, she was really starting to get the idea of mm. it may be slow for what's happening now, but it's kind of fast for what's going to happen next turn. Mm. I'm yeah. Playing. Well, it's already clicking yep. for her then. It yep. is. Okay. Yep. Oh, yeah. She nailed it. Yeah. I was mm. really impressed. Thinking ahead with the slow powers is a big That's step. honestly one of my most favorite games to play is how you use a slow power to set up next turn. Because honestly, mm-hmm. sometimes it's easier to schedule and plan that out as opposed to a slow for this current turn sometimes. Because mm-hmm. when you're playing with events, you have really no idea what's going to happen in some degree. You're going to experience something that's random. Or an adversary is going to come up and they did their escalation effect that paired with a stupid event that mm-hmm. completely gutted your strategy here mm-hmm. or there and whatnot. So sometimes it's like, you know, I'm just going to prep for another thing and whatnot. Sometimes people ask me, if you really have no idea what to do next because maybe you killed everyone on your board and you have to go to someone else's board, sure. what do you do on these turns where it's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do because I already like did everything. What do you do? Well, when in doubt, go for fear because you always need fear. Yep. Always. I don't care what game you're playing. I don't know who you're playing against or with. You always need fear. And even just one. If Seriously. I, that's the last one that gets you the next fear card that could win you yep. the game it's huge it's amazing yep. how the little things in this game really so yep. up. destroying that one town maybe the difference between Des- winning this turn or destroying not. one yes. explorer who didn't build a town who yes. didn't ravage yes. it's crazy how these right. little tiny things yeah. stacks that one little guy is going to be a city soon right exactly. right but i always tell people it's fear cleanup setup what does that mean fear Let's get more fear out there cleanup is there blight nearby yes do what you can to get rid of it or do what you can to move it to a player that can get rid of it can't do that set up get tokens out there wilds tokens disease tokens mm-hmm. strife tokens maybe if there's still a invader around or a beast Featured token the branching claw expansion <laughs> <Rats. laughs> darn it I'll get my hand on it one day eBay. hey don't worry these are good like birthday gift and Christmas gift ideas as well I feel like greater than games has been restocking recently yeah, well uh... <laughs> right greater than games as I minimize the tab that says you are number 879 in you know line there's no feeling worse than finding out about some awesome game years after the Kickstarter. Oh, no! And you're like, my love hate relationship with Kickstarter. We, yes, all the Kickstarter exclusives. You just snuck in, Laura and I. Yeah, you yeah. barely you're did. And like, you, I'm yeah, still you, you surprised. The late pledge, and I, the late I have no idea how you got <laughs> that because that was in April. <laughs> I late pledged to Shovel Knight, the board game, two, hey. two years late. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of two years Honestly, late. Honestly, I love you, board game companies that allow late pledges. Guys. Um, <laughs> You're the real MVP. You're the real MVP, so... Anyway, the future of your Spirit Island career is bright and hopeful, and I am eager to join you in future games. And I'm curious, you've only done two-player games, right? Correct. 
Oh, dude, we need to get you to do a three-player and four-player game. The board looks so pretty in a It does, game. and you can, like, design it's it in so many cool ways. One of the first things I did, actually, when I opened up my box, I was like, take out the boards. I'm like, how do these Click. fit it's together? So cool. Who was the one to figure out that geometric I don't know. shape? Such a weird shape. Even a two-player game can have so many different I know. options. You can, like, put them on top of each other, right. or the ocean's facing the same way, or yeah, flip flop. I usually, it's like, I just kind of move them until I get the first orientation that works. I'm like, okay. That's, okay, there you that's go. what we're working with. There you go. I will say, also, I know you want to play all the spirits. Don't give up on Earth because I'm just now figuring out of like, oh, I stall, which there's a lot of stall, but I can turn on the switch and then buy more majors or something because I've played with Ryan. I'm like, I just don't get this spirit. Yeah. Where I'm just like, delay, 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 and nothing's happening. I'm not earning fear. No one's mm-hmm. leaving the board. And I've played this game how many times? Who knows? I definitely will be revisiting Earth. He's my bro. Mm-hmm. We have a Honestly, bright and prosperous future together. <laughs> That's right. Vital Strength of the Earth is my favorite low complexity character. I mean, I haven't even played the other spirits. I think he's S tier. Whoa. He just seems so good. You're wrong. He's allowed to have an opinion. I'm just kidding. It's an opinion. I'm just kidding. It's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) The very good spirit. I think you'll make a really smooth transition to Rampant Green from Mm -hmm. Earth because that's exactly what I did because Rampant Green can do just a little more things, has a finger in a few more pies, Mm -hmm. but just can't do them as consistently as Earth can. But Green can do everything. Serious. Fear, Literally damage, everything. moving people, fear. Did I already say fear? Whatever. Yes. Upgrading. Double fear. <laughs> Double fear. Support. Utility. Support. Oh, yeah. When I'm playing as green, when I get to the late game, which, by the way, you upgrade so fast. So your late game is like everyone else's mid game. Right. Exactly. You <laughs> yeah. can be taking out cities with relative consistency. Seriously. Because you can do Creeper's Terran and Mortar, which is just power that does one damage to buildings. But you repeat it over and over and over yep. again with high level innates, which is why I love characters that get high card play. Mm-hmm. And because you can get those innates and you can just go people, 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 and just suck them dry and whatnot. Yeah. I love the steadiness and the growth from Vital Strength of Earth. Oh, it's addicting. And then I played Lightning, the one game where we got mm-hmm. annihilated. And the whole time I'm like, I have no energy. I have no card play. I'm like flaming every turn. Yes. What a difference in spirits. Every single... Lightning is a greedy character. Mm-hmm. He is. And you've talked about this before. It's just mm-hmm. every single turn. Ashley was like, hey, can you reclaim it? Like, <laughs> like, reclaim yeah. blue. There it is. Like, Lightning's boon. Hey, do you have it? Hey, do you have it? Okay. Hey, do you have it? I hey, do you have it? Have one more hit, man. I get one energy. <laughs> I need more. More, More. Kylo Ren. More! I ain't got yes. nothing left. Boon of Vigor works so well on Lightning when you have River and Lightning. Same the one that gives you extra energy. Based on how many cards cost. you played, yep. yep. Yeah, oh, that would be goodness. good. It's Did not find it that game. Wonderful for them. Got well, Boon of Vigor is a card that is River's starting hand. It's one of River's starting cards. And so if River's on the team, then... She was Earth that game. Ah, there what? you go. And this was my fault. I thought it'd be a good idea for her to play somebody I knew a little bit. That gotcha. I could help her. And right. then I would try somebody new. How'd she like Earth? She didn't like them at all. Really? Yeah. I guess it didn't Oh, help. slow powers. Yeah. All, you said that she did not s- like slows. It's, it's got defense. That's a fast power. <laughs> River's got a few slows, too. I don't know. It could have been as simple as, like, the art, too. Like I said, like, River yeah. really resonated with her, where mm-hmm. Earth really resonated with, with me. me. So. Yeah. Was reclaiming cards ever an issue? Dude, or... your poor brother. We, he okay. thought that reclaim meant reclaim just one we card. Tim and Peter. Oh, yeah. Over break. And Pete did a reclaim just one card. Over for reclaim cards. Did he ever read River's board? It specifically says reclaim one. No, that's like where you can... The reclaim all action, they thought, was just one card. Which is like, oh. 
then. So I'm like, oh, I'm glad you figured that That's out. That's unfortunate. Hey, I guess if the game's too easy, that could be a simple house rule to really <laughs> oh, dear. ratchet up the difficulty. If you really want to prove your worth, yeah. Oh, you masochists <laughs> out there. I saw someone make the error on Facebook where they start with one card in their hand. Oh. In their starting hand. And then to get what? a new card, they would have to, like, gain a power no, card. No, you get the whole hand, I know they the oh. unique pi- their unique oh uh, that's that's no. i'm like I so had, you lost oh well. <laughs> <laughs> there's no good one i had the extreme fortune of having somebody who's intimately familiar with this game explain it to me mm. so that when i taught it i don't think on our first game we got a single thing wrong we just nice. didn't know the strategy and that's why we that's a testament to you ryan honestly well it is and I have a josh's t- incredible retention skills it's uh, true it's, it's true <laughs> ask ashley they don't exist <laughs> oh, i appreciate the compliment but one thing that i make sure that i always do in teaching a board game never ever tell someone a strategy Mm. never tell them that Mm. tell them the rules but never strategy because the thing is is if you go into a game where it's like all right so this is why you want this card this card is really good with that card and you want to do this one because this one pairs really you already lost them oh yeah you already lost them it is in one ear and but what if it's out ravaging the and they're trying to figure out where to push? I'm like, maybe look at that mountain over there. Like, do you see, ever that's eat not them? alpha gaming. Okay, that okay. is discussion. Because that's advice. what I try to do. I'm like, yeah, like <laughs> there were situations where there'd be like three cities on the mountains, and she'd be like, I'm gonna wipe all this out, and I'm like, well, mountains has done their thing. We have a buffer there, so it might be a better idea to spend all right. the damage somewhere else. Yeah, when it's a discussion, it's better. Yeah, yep. oh, yeah, it has to be a discussion. You can't just tell them that. Oh yeah, and I've had people ask me, all right, what do you think would be the best? And it's like. Alrighty, and let's analyze. Yeah. And yeah, and if they ask, then mm-hmm. you know, then it's they a little bit want different. Your input. They want your input. Yeah. Do you like any mobile spirits? Because there's like Thunder Speaker. He's played as Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, mobility, not my thing yet. Okay. I saw Thunder Speaker's board. Mm. It kind of scares me, but yeah. I like the it's idea. Different. I like the idea of using Dahan. That seems cool to me. Yeah. And manifestation of power and glory can be one of the most crazy cards in the game as far as damage. Because that card says each Dahan deals damage equal the number of presents you have in that land. So, if you have 10 Dahan and 6 presents like we did for the Rituals of Terror? That's I think a so. lot of damage. That's a lot of damage! 60, 60 damage. Jeez. When 3 damage is all that's needed to destroy a city. <laughs> There's one explorer in there. <laughs> we, had <a> lot, <laughs> we had a lot going on in there. I think that was like our problem site so that we just but kept yeah, pushing things to. Thunderspeaker has some Scary good potential for just ridiculous attacks. Yeah, she seems really cool. She's definitely oh one gosh. that I'm excited to try out. You yeah. just usually end up in one spot of the island. You're super powerful, but you're not really You gotta move out. people around, yeah. You're like forming this army. Like, can you get over here? It's like, no. <laughs> I do think, though, that green is probably the spirit that you will make the smoothest transition with because green also gets a presence with every single action. Yes. Every single action, every which is... Oh, oh my yeah, goodness. I'm, I'm so great. I'm glad I started with green. Yeah. Wait. I mean, <laughs> like, what are we talking about? He, he is green. Literally. He is earth. Yes, <laughs> yes. I am I am Groot. I find myself, Ryan, playing green a lot when I'm playing with new players. Do you think that's like helping them cheat? No, it just speaks to Green's awesomeness. It's like, I just want them to grow faster so they can see their potential, oh how gosh, good their spirit yes, can be. Get them to their late game. Because you have the gift of proliferation where a spirit can bonus grow, basically. Oh, that's the other that's cool. hit card. Like, can I have another hit? Can I have 
another hit. Lightning's boon was the other. <laughs> yeah, where the whole table is just kind of giving you that look. Like, like hey, do you, do you have it? Do, do you have that one? Do you have that one? Mine, Which is why mine, we need mine, to do our... Mine, mine, mine. We need to do a downpour and green game oh. because downpour, and I guess earth as well, because anyone that can let you copy a card, downpour has gift of abundance, which lets another friend copy a card. Then obviously we all know that earth can let friends copy cards. Yep. And this is really good if the card you're copying is amazing. And if the card you're copying is gift of proliferation. And it makes so much sense. Yeah. Downpour is making green grow and green I is know. spreading. And it's, it's just theme ah! games are the best. Oh, yeah. it's the theme games. Like I yeah. said, there's very few things that I had to brute force memorize about this game. Almost yeah. everything I read and I was like, that makes perfect So sense. much sense. The mechanics make sense with the lore and the artwork is even the same sometimes. <laughs> you can read the name of a power guard and you kind of already have an idea of what's it going to do. Right, like domesticated animals go berserk. You defend five, but yeah. then if you have enough moon elements, then you get to place a beast there at the same spot, because which is like... You drove them crazy. You like broke them free, Makes which is like perfect. That's so cool. Sense. Those small moments of just thematic discovery. Oh, are what so about great. damage going through? Because it took me a second for one explorer can't blight. I thought like if there's any bad guys, I have to defend. If it's four damage, I have to defend four. Type of thing. Was that ever something that you had to like learn the curve? When it came to damage, I don't think that was too much of a hurdle. Okay. Like explorers on their own don't look too threatening, so it's easy for you to be like, okay, Russia. Until <laughs> <laughs> you face Anne. Let's not get into that. Okay. <laughs> but I guess the only damage thing that was a little weird was I love how the little models show their damage. Yes. But they heal, which does yeah. make you think. Yeah. So it makes a lot of things a lot worse. Let I'm me just... introduce you to a friend of mine named Shroud of Silent Mist. <laughs> yes, I've heard <laughs> of him. You've probably heard, heard of my love. Yeah. So much. He sounds awesome. One day. And pairs really well with green because I'm a green player. And Picking up on a trend here, say <laughs> X spirit and then end it with pairs well with green. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I saw. You the, have now discovered one of the memes in Spirit Island. There was a poll on BGG of like best pairings and stuff. Oh, yeah. And this is number like, one well, vote was green. Green. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely try him soon. He seems Universal like, team he seems like ally. Like, what do you think is a better pair? I'm speaking to Ryan now. You don't know. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, now. Drink my Snapple in silence. <laughs> green wildfire or green serpent? Oh. That's a tough one. Um, depends on the need that you are chasing. Okay. Because green wildfire, when wildfire places presence, that presence does damage. Right. Because okay. it's wildfire spreading. <clears throat> that makes sense. But for snake, you need to get presence out there because you get so strong late game. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like earth. Yeah, like yeah. Like Ryan was talking about. But even more so because snake, like... When it honestly depends. Crazy. Yeah. We have a friend who is addicted to serpent's late game power. And so before Jagged Earth, he always, and I mean always, plays a serpent. So whenever he plays a serpent, someone on the team is playing green and we have green soup up serpent mm -hmm. every single yep. possible chance we can so serpent is that devastating yeah serpent luckily has their own innate power that can get them presence out there a little bit more but they just have to trigger their own innates at level mm -hmm. two and serpent's also very support so helping the other team yeah. while you're buffing the serpent yeah he's yeah. like all support right yeah yeah before jagged earth and promos serpent was the only utility pegged character that's right until you however get energy however destruction but the thing that's so crazy is that your capability to support doesn't leave that's it's true. just you now receive the capability to do 
anything. Mm, he sounds like <laughs> insane what offense. Is he in? It's a promo pack two one. one. Promo pack okay. one. I'm so used to saying promo pack two. Yeah. One day. Actually, promo pack one. Don't worry, is. just play with us. We got it. <laughs> so, promo pack one's awesome. Promo pack one is awesome. I remember someone asked me if you had to get them in order or on a budget, which ones would you get? So I was like, if budget is not a factor and you can lend your own voice to this, yeah. If you have the base game exclusively and you're wondering, okay, what expansion like do I get sitting next? Right here. Right on. The question was, if money is not a factor and accessibility <laughs> and accessibility isn't a factor, jagged earth first because that adds so much stuff oh my goodness ten new spirits and, yeah. oh, oh my goodness, goodness. Ten, yeah. ten new spirits but for then you, would, it was 12 <laughs> <laughs> for you. but with aspects it's like even it's, more yeah, if you want to count it but yeah technically yeah, 10 new spirits two new boards new adversaries new scenarios new majors and minors that's actually in my opinion probably the biggest oh yeah then that's branch cool. and claw and then i would probably have to say promo pack two <laughs> even before promo pack one sorry bucko if you're <laughs> on a budget i would say either one of the promo packs because those are the cheapest however immediately at the time of this recording promo packs are both like sold out and are accessible in the private market like on ebay and stuff but for being, a ridiculous how price. much how much, so much how much we so, talking i've seen it go to 60 and 90 and this is like a 20 dollar 15 dollar thing stuff do you get in it two spirits uh in promo pack one you get two spirits in promo pack oh, two you yeah. get two spirits an adversary and some i mean i have packs. bit the bullet on some kickstarter exclusives yeah. in the past but <laughs> it's rough so anyway if you're on a budget promo packs if you can get them at least $20 or below mm-hmm. if not branch and claw branch and claw is actually really important because it adds the tokens the beast the wilds the disease the strife it adds those okay. tokens mm-hmm. and it adds some really important major and minor power cards like cast down in the briny deep Ooh. is a branch and claw card I've heard you guys talk about that one that it is cool. a serious card <laughs> Fangs too, right? Sharp fangs behind the leaves. I friggin' love sharp fangs. And Keeper, who is considered S-tier by many, double S-tier by some. Wow. Yeah, well, I've, I've heard you Keeper talk about strong. Fangs before, and he sounds really fun. Yep. I like the idea of yep. making an army of beast tokens. Oh, yeah, yep. just running around the land. The coolest thing with Fangs is that he's very similar to Thunderspeaker, but beasts are hard to mass, but beasts don't die. Only when you allow it so. To Han, they can get killed by invaders. Beasts can't, unless okay. there's a specific Russia. adversary effect, <laughs> or there's a specific event that somehow... Russia's like the new baddie we will make in town. Photo pills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do. Is Russia known for hunting? You would make a nice cold. cold. We will make this for court for ourselves. <laughs> I would like to ask whoever comes up with all these designs why certain adversaries in certain countries have the identity that they have represented in this game. Like, are the Scots normally along the coast Ghosts? a lot? Is it because they're like on the Isles? Yeah, you they, know? I think that makes sense. Okay. That's Russia killing beasts with brutality makes kind of sense to me. I mean, the Russian stereotype is that, you know, tough as nails. Like, Oh, I know. We like, have Russian listeners. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the scariest white people. Think of what you say. I want the one bear. All right, like I that, will break you. That makes sense to me, so. Yep. And then England is always building and colonizing. Oh. Well, <laughs> again, total perfect that sense. Does that sense. does make sense, yeah. So. so. Well, there you go. Are there any closing remarks you'd like to have? Just a thanks for having me on. But of course. Thank you for introducing me to this awesome game, and I look forward to playing more. Ah, yeah. We've loved having you on. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I love being on. It was a lot of fun. Yep, and I'm sure there'll probably be future times as well. So, until next time, we will catch you guys on the Flippity Flip. Bye-bye.
thank you for listening to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to do so. Feel free to visit us on our Instagram. You've heard that outro a hundred times. Okay, well, maybe like 19 times. Whatever. Anyway, editing Ryan here. Well, folks, we are at it again. Just like how we needed your help with our Russia survey, we need your help once again. This time with Habsburg. Same as before, we are gathering data for the production of our upcoming adversary series. We'll take a look at each of the adversaries and analyze what they bring to the table. In addition to that, though, we want to hear your comments on these adversaries and specifically your opinions on which characters you think are the best for thwarting their schemes, as well as who you think are the least capable of doing so. Feel free to leave any comments or tips for how you like to combat this dastardly foe. I have a survey active on BoardGameGeek, and I'll put a link to it down below in the comment section of this episode. The survey will be active until January 27th, so if you'd like to voice your opinions on the matter, you have until that time to get it in. Thank you all for your participation. I'm eager to hear what you all have to say. This is Editing Ryan, and I am out of here!